boy, oh boy, we have got a doozy of an episode for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got singer-songwriter, the man behind hits like Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money, and we also have Academy Award-nominated actor Rip Torn. And uh, I gotta tell you, this is one of the most fun episodes that I've uh, that I've done in a while. All thanks to the performers, two of my favorites, John Trowbridge and Brendan Goggins. If you want to check them out, uh, John Trowbridge on Twitter. He's also doing a couple of shows coming up: The Lesbian Agenda at uh, the Bell House and First Impressions at Union Hall. Links to that in the uh, description, of course. And also Brendan Goggins, B underscore Goggins on Twitter, and check out his sketch team, New port at the magnet theater i am currently on tour i believe at the moment i am in uh north carolina somewhere and then i will be going to atlanta georgia nashville and finishing off in florida jacksonville and boca raton uh you want to check out fresh apps that's every monday at 3 p.m on radio free brooklyn you know you can email us at famous dead people at radiofreebrooklyn.org you know you can buy my book the kelly and conway technique you know you should rate and review the podcast and tell your friends you know you can go to jaredberenstein.com for all the latest updates on upcoming projects and shows live shows that you can come see new videos are up on my youtube every tuesday and also my facebook fan page and the big news guys is that we are launching a charity stand-up show a monthly charity stand-up show called stand-up 2020 we're going to be uh raising money and raising awareness for voting rights organizations and we're going to be registering voters at every show so if you need to register to vote if you want to get involved with some dope not-for-profit organizations or if you just want to check out a super amazing stand-up show you got to come check out stand-up 2020 we've got david cross for our first show that'll be friday november 1st at 7 p.m at the pit theater on 24th street in new york city once again that's friday november 1st at 7 p.m at the pit theater on 24th street stand of 2020 look for it but in the meantime sit back relax and enjoy rip torn and eddie money oh boy what an episode was only on famous dead people famous dead people. it's time famous dead people. time to start the show famous Famous dead people, people you know. Famous dead people, famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear from even though all these people caught it. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American rock singer with 11 top 40 hits, including Two Tickets to Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money. <laughs> Two tickets to podcast. What's up, Jerry? Yeah, rock on. And Academy Award nominated American actor and voiceover artist, famous for works such as the Larry Sanders show and Defending Your Life, Rip Torn. How the hell are you, Jared? Peeking right out the gate. Uh, Mr. Torn, Mr. Money, thank you so much for being with us here today on Famous Dead People. Thank oh, you for having me, Jared. Are you ready to get it, Jared? I can't Let's wait. Let's get That's it, That's right, baby. Jared. Are you ready to get it Let's right get now? It. I have never. I'm, I feel alive, Take a moment. baby. Think to yourself. <laughs> are you alive. ready to Can get it right it? now? We are Can almost. Because you you're going to get it. Can feel you feel something it? in your body for once. Let me hear it. 
We are at almost 150 episodes that I have never had two people more excited about being on the show. Okay, so let's start off with you, Eddie Money. Uh, so you had a lot of success in the music industry in the 1970s and 1980s. Yes, rock on! 11 top 40 songs. You were known as the working class rocker. That's right, I'm broke as hell. <laughs> Every morning I'd wake up. And I'd open up a rat, suck the meat out. <laughs> and then I'd go to the, the poor school. Jared, can you feel it? All the way to the top. Can you feel it, Jared? That's a feeling. Uh, okay, so I want How much money did you have as a kid, Jared? How much money did I personally have or like How my much, family What have? was your allowance that you got as a kid? Oh, Boo! God. I think you're like Boo! five bucks a week or Boo! something. Boo! I got slapped <laughs> in the mouth. That was my allowance. <laughs> you can't buy a lot with a slap in the mouth. Boo! Uh, but so, you can buy a lot with a song. You sure can. Two Let's guests it. on the podcast. Two guests. Can you count them, Jared? Eyes? One there, so two. I want to ask Rock you, Eddie Money, roll, um, baby. about your most popular song, Take Me Home Tonight. Take me home tonight. Which you wrote. I don't want to fucking go with you tonight. <laughs> That was the original <laughs> lyrics to the song. Right? I don't want to fucking go with you tonight. I don't want to fucking go with you tonight. So take baby. me home tonight. That's right. I don't want to fucking... bondage, Jared. I want to be forcibly <laughs> taken places. <laughs> take me home tonight. So you first don't part. Don't you fucking touch my jacket. That was expensive. The first Let's part... go, baby. So the first part is like what you're actually asking. The second part is part of the role play. That's right. So you're like, take me home tonight. I don't want to fucking go I with you. Go with you tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then most of the other lyrics were about them punching me in the throat, <laughs> tying me up, and putting me in a just in stuff a that's car. Getting... And then I end up at some sort of airport and stuff like that. Rock and roll just... stuff. 80s rock and roll stuff, Jared. Stuff. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you Jared? feel it, Jared? Take your pulse. Tell that's me right. what your pulse is right now. But the good we'll folks... wait a whole minute if we need to. <laughs> that's right. But the good folks at the label said, we got to throw all this out and we're just keeping Take Me Home Tonight. Mm -hmm. And then they got some uh, some ninny to come in and write the rest of the lyrics. Well, that's, in well, that's interesting because that is what I wanted to ask you about. Mm, yeah. So you, the song was written in 1986. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so you've already gone into uh, what the original Good lyrics. Year for rock. Great year for rock, 1986. Rock and roll. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about the lyrics and your original lyrics and Ooh. how they were changed by the label. Ooh. But then 10 years later... You do a Carl's Jr. commercial where oh. you and your band are trying to write Take Me Home Tonight and you're struggling. Mm -hmm. Take me to Carl's Jr. tonight. <laughs> and so beat me up know, inside of Carl's Jr. Just, tonight. Rock on. The, that was the original lyrics. Jared. In the commercial, everything, nothing's working out. Like the, the guitar player's like out of tune and uh, everyone's like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And so you and like one other person, you go back to the sheet music and you're like, ah, maybe if we change this, maybe we change mm -hmm, that. Yeah. And then you take a bite out of a Carl's Jr. hamburger. That's right. And the answer and became clear. Ketchup Jared. spills onto the sheet music in the shape of two notes. That's right. And you go, hey, what? why don't we try it like this? Like the ketchup stain. And all of a sudden, boom, mm -hmm. take me home tonight. And it's perfect. Yeah. And all the problems have been solved. Yeah. That was another rewrite by the ninny. The original one was, <laughs> it was uh, my father came into the Carl's Jr., punched me right in the throat again. <laughs> and I spit up blood, and the blood ended up on the on the notes. And I said, hey, guys, this is my dad. I love him. And he punches me again in the throat. And then I take that, and then I take out my axe. And I start singing, take me home tonight. Ah, sounds like a hell of a commercial. I want my father to take me to where I was actually born. <laughs> 
So and then so they had to do a bunch of rewrites, and then they had that loser Kenny Rogers come in and do and Kenny do my Rogers. reshoots. Kenny Rogers. That's right. Oh my That's god! Right. Don't put me in the same room as Kenny Rogers, boy. Ooh. Boom, boom, rock and roll. You want to see some real rock and roll? You guys have a. You guys You'll have see a history. His teeth rocking out of his jaw, baby. Hell. Jared, can you feel it? Let's go. <laughs> So, Anaheim, California. So you're saying that the original commercial that you pitched was not that you spilled ketchup on the sheet music, but that your dad yeah. punched you in the throat and that's you right. coughed up blood under the sheet that's music. That's right. That's all I know, Jared. That's gotcha. how. That's where the rock comes from. But obviously, that's not what happened when you originally wrote the song in 1986. Whew. I'm guessing there was no hamburger. I'm guessing there was no punch in the throat. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that commercial, either version, either your original version or the yeah. one that eventually aired, have any connection to how you actually wrote Take Me Home Tonight? Take Me Home Tonight was written in my attic. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any further take, questions. Take Me Home Tonight. Like I said before, when I, when I was talking before about Take Me to Where I Was Actually Born, mm-hmm. my, uh, my father threw me in the attic and he goes, by the way, you weren't born here. This isn't your real family. And I go, please take me home then, tonight, if, if possible. Dad? Dad? So the and original, he slammed the door. So the song was written because you wanted to know who your real family was. Woo! Rock and roll, baby. Did you ever discover if you were actually your parents' child or if you were adopted or who your actual family was? I never figured. Or was that your well, dad just being an asshole? Well, dude? that was my dad being an asshole. Okay. Um, I did find out that uh, Kenny Rogers is actually my brother. Oh, interesting. That's right. Kenny Rogers. Aww. That's right. Interesting. Uh, I have so many questions about that, but I want to move over to uh, Rip Torn for just a moment. How you doing? So... Uh, I feel like I'm in the jungle with all the hoots and the growls. Well, you got a uh, hoot and holler to hold down a conversation with Riptor. Yes, yes, you run hot is what I learned on the Wikipedia about you. You had this amazing career. I did, As yeah. an actor spanning over six decades, you always struck me as the sort of guy who was like a teddy bear because you had such a gruff exterior, you know? But, and that, that's what I was expecting to read. Teddy's got claws, baby. <laughs> Teddy's got big fucking claws. I, I was expecting to find a bunch of stories about people talking about how warm you were and how how caring and stuff like that, but I was oh, shocked. Oh, wouldn't that be nice, You had Jared? a real... Wouldn't it be nice yeah. if I were someone you saw at Christmas time, gave him a big fucking hug, and said, I love hugging you, buddy. Well, that's far from the fucking truth. It is. It is. I was shocked to learn that you had a real temper. You had a history of onset conflicts. I did. This I is did. a quote from you. Quote, I have, certain, I have a certain flaw in my makeup. Something called irascibility. I get angry easily. I get get saddened by things easily. Ah. Uh, And so I really want to hear about all these like high and low emotional moments in your life. But I want to ask you first about your most famous onset conflict. Well, you got to bring it up sooner or later. So 1968, Uh you are cast as George Hansen in the movie Easy Rider, the part that would eventually go (laughs) to Jack Nicholson and start his whole career. I wonder if you notice how my brow line kind of looks like Jack Nicholson. It is a similar, you guys had a very similar aesthetic back then, 100%. Ah, yes. Uh, Now, so the role was actually written for you. Uh Uh-huh. But... 
Uh, you had to withdraw from the project after getting into a bitter argument with yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, tell me the details again. During it's it's for the audience, Rip. No, uh, no, but it's for me because I like hearing. I like hearing the two Jared. I like yeah. hearing you, Eddie Money. Maybe rock Eddie, and roll. Maybe Eddie Money. Rockers here in Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> rock and roll, easy ride. Rock and free Brooklyn, baby. Yeah, maybe Eddie Money doesn't know the story. Ooh. Maybe Eddie Money wants to hear about how I'd put my money on Eddie Money. Uh, so. The, so uh, you're at dinner. You're having a pre-production meeting at dinner with Dennis Hopper and a bunch of other people. Uh-huh. There's some argument between uh-huh. you and Dennis Hopper. He says you pull a knife on him. Yeah. You say that he pulled a knife on you and then you disarmed him. Yeah. So, and the thing is, the Wikipedia doesn't even say what the fight was about. No one knows what the fight was actually about. The fight was about so- who had a knife. <laughs> We were debating which one of us had a knife. So this wasn't even about the movie. There's nothing to do with the movie it Easy Rider. It have shit to do with Easy Rider. It's about who has the most knives on him right then and there. How did and this- there I was with a fucking knife. I had a knife in my boot. I had a knife in my other boot. I had a knife cracked up my asshole. Handle in. I'm not a fucking savage. <laughs> and Dennis thinks he's some fucking high roller with a fucking knife up his fucking pocket. Well, I showed that fucking nanny pen. Who was the boss? Uh, he only had one knife. And only, you had many knives. I had many knives. And that so, was the tip of the iceberg. And so you won that argument. I had a Harpo Marx level of knives coming out of my sleeve. And but they important. were deadly knives. Not tableware. Impossible number of knives. That it seemed almost like a movie trick. That's how many knives you had. Jared, check behind your ear right now. Okay. What? <laughs> oh my god. That's a little baby knife. It's a little knife. A cute little knife behind my ear. Um, There's so, more where that I just, came from. I have so many questions about this. I rip. got a knife in my roast beef sandwich, Jared, that I brought on set here. <laughs> Wait, You're you welcome. brought a knife? This I've knife been in- right into it, Jared. <laughs> well, I've, I got I've teeth drawn... and blood flowing out of my mouth, Jared. Well, Eddie it's not money. a rip-torn conversation unless I'm the first to draw blood. Any money? Did you did you cut your mouth? Buddy? It was a, it was a beautiful Carl's Jr. sandwich. Ah, oh, what a shame. Carl's Jr. roast beef sandwich, Jared. Oh, if you're bleeding out of your I mouth, I can't resist Carl's Jr. Come on, baby. Don't you like it when the beef <laughs> bleeds? There, don't you like it when the beef bleeds? <laughs> if you're bleeding, take the knife out. Any money? If you're bleeding, you should put some sheet music under there. Maybe you can write Let's another see if song I or something. I can't find some in my in my pirate shirt here. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! Any money? Check behind your ear right now. Wait a second. Hold on. I got to go to my. I've I've got a lot of luscious hair. <laughs> I will say, I marvel that hair. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, thank God. Treble bass. That's yep. That's sheet music. <laughs> now look on the other side of the sheet music. Oh, this second here. That's uh-huh. a knife. <laughs> no, I bit into it. I bit into the sheet music. Why would you do that, anybody? Well, I was dabbing my face. I was it's to not get the a rip-torn conversation unless I draw second blood. All right. I was rip- dabbing my mouth. I was trying to get all clean, Jared. <laughs> Rock out. <laughs> rip-torn. Rip-torn. So two questions about the knife incident with you and Dennis Hosper. So, all right. The conversation so, we were having. Number one, hey. how did that start? How did the argument start about who had more knives? Like, obviously... There was a moment where one somebody mentioned, like, ah, you know, just in case you ever need a knife, I got one or something. And Dennis then, made eye contact with me, and I said, do you have a knife on you? Mm-hmm. And, and then, he said, yes. And I say, how many knives do you have? And he says, more than you. And then I Ooh, okay. And that was a threat. That's and now I words. had permission to stab him. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are pulling out your knives. He only has one. You've got like at least three. I have at least three on uh, me right that you now. show him. I show him, and then you get booted from production just because you won the argument about who had 
the most knives? I won the argument and I won the fight. Okay. I did not win the civil liberties case that came up against me. The ACLU brought a case against me. A, ca- a case against you? Well, I know about your lawsuit against Dennis Hopper. For saying that you pulled a knife on him. No, in fairness, in hindsight, he was absolutely right. I did pull a knife on him. (laughs) But I had more knives, and that's all I wanted. But then he was so petty that he just didn't like the fact that you won the knife contest, and then he just kicked you off the movie? Well, that, and I fucked his wife. I see. (laughs) It makes a lot more sense. I think, you know, what do you call it? It would have been really immature of him if he was just so butthurt about not having knives. No, I was the only one butthurt after that. Because of where you keep one of your knives. Because of where I keep seven of my knives. Oh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio for Brooklyn, and my guests today are Academy Award-nominated actor and voiceover artist Rip Torn. Nominated, but never a winner. And 20th century rock singer behind hits such as Two Tickets to Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. I've got old rope in my mouth, Jared. Yes. <laughs> I've got, Rock on! I've got old... I've toured this country, Jared, and this is my favorite place to come. Wait, Radio gonna... Free Brooklyn, baby! Rock and roll! You've got old rope in your mouth? Woo. Is that huh? what you said? What? Did you say you've got old... Huh? <laughs> just wanted to ask you about... That was one of the alts. That the was lyrics. one of the alts about a story of when my father pulled me out <laughs> by my awesome ponytail out of the attic, threw me into the trunk. Make sure I didn't scream by putting some old rope he found in the garage in my mouth. Okay, tied it around the sense. back of my head. That Rock on, sense. baby. I've been trying. to Anaheim, California. I've been to Orlando, Florida. I've been to Flint, Michigan, baby. All over this country. Rock and roll. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, so you were born in Long Island, New York in 1949. Woo! And it seems as though you 1949, had... 1949, awesome year for rock and roll, great baby. year for rock and roll. Woo! It seems as though you had an early love for music and performing. The Wikipedia says that you started working as a street singer at the age of 11. Is that right? Oh, yeah, baby. All right. Now, it sounds dangerous to me for an 11-year-old boy to be hitting the streets and singing for money. I'm just, I mean, no, it was a different time. Me. Well, that's the only way I got money, Jared, back in 1949. Very poor family, right? That's right. Any money? Dirt poor, baby. Mm. I slept in a big pile of mud every day. <laughs> and then I'd get out. I'd dust off the cleanest shirt I could steal off a Wall Street guy. And then I'd go out to different clubs and I'd grab the mic and I'd go, <laughs> I didn't have the words down there at that point. I just had the melody. And people would throw <laughs> pennies at me. People would throw nickels at me to stop singing. And so eventually I got enough change that I could buy, a, you know, food, sandwiches, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, so you, sandwiches, You would baby. steal shirts off of Wall Street guys. That was how you would dress yourself. Yeah, well, back then they'd do some shoe shines. You know, they'd sit on the shoe shines, and so I'd pretend to be a shoe shine. I'd be covered in dirt, mm-hmm. and I'd shoe. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd do it until they, you know, nodded off or something like that. I'd climb over, punch them in the in the temple as hard <laughs> as I could. Rock punches, baby, <laughs> and I'd do knuckle first punches through the through the temple, and mm-hmm. then I'd take their nice clean white shirts. And then leave that open so that the ladies could see my chest. Mm-hmm. And then I get on that stage are. and start rocking out hard, baby. All right. So that's how you're making In your... In the mid-1950s. That's, that's how you're making your money. You're not singing any songs. You're just singing the me- melody because you haven't written the songs yet. Rock and roll is all about the medley. Everybody, everybody has a different creative process. And so, you know, that's, that's completely valid. Um, but I also wanted to ask you, because when you were in high school, you joined a bunch of rock bands. Rock and roll. And now you, we're talking my speed. You said that you specifically joined the band, the rock bands in high school to get dates from cheerleaders. Is that right? That's right, Jared. Now, 
here's the thing. Like I'm Ugh. everybody looking back. Rock on. Everybody looking back at like in like 1960 uh. is like, oh yeah, that was back when like you know there were the jocks and the cheerleaders and the and jocks. then there was me, the rocker, covered in <laughs> dirt and blood. And and wounds from people throwing pennies and nickels at you. Yeah, but I got quick uh, at catching them. Oh yeah, oh, fuck. I got quick. Oh, smart. Uh, and so and so you would like you would play music, and then that would just get you dates with cheerleaders, or was it just mm-hmm. sort of like more like a cachet thing? Like, mm-hmm. well, you, know, you need to be cool, and that was one way to be cool. It was. Oh well, I was instantly cool, Jared. You get you get them. Have you ever played a music show in your goddamn life? Jared? Many many have you, have times. You ever have you ever played a music show in many, your goddamn many life? Many times. I don't know if you know this about me, Eddie Money and Rip Torn, but <laughs> I. Was a musician all through high school and college. Oh, you don't say. What'd you play? Tambourine, yeah. you pansy. <laughs> well, then right. you know you do. You get up there. You start putting your fingers through your luscious blonde <laughs> blonde locks. Yeah. And by then I had two tickets to, and then I, that, I didn't have anything after that. I okay. just had two tickets. <laughs> and the lines, Jared. The lines of people. The lines of cheerleaders that would show up. They would just. Uh, they would stand on line. You wouldn't waiting. believe it. To go on a date with you. You wouldn't believe it because it's, well, you know, it was the choice. It was the choice between dating me, a fucking hard-ass rocker wearing a pirate shirt, or it was a, you know, just some big lug football guy, or it was the dweebies. Mm, those are the only, what is it, like three categories? Dweebies, You got the dweebies, jocks, you got the jocks, rockers. and you got the rockers with the dirty pirate shirts, baby. <laughs> yeah. And the cheerleaders, And that was me. Uh, now, you did get thrown out of high school for forging a report card. For rocking too hard. For rocking too hard. The Wikipedia says forging for a report card. For rocking too hard. You can correct the record here, but the Jared, Wikipedia... the man says he was rocking too hard. <laughs> did you not believe the words from his mouth? Paint the picture. Sometimes you can rock a high school too hard, Jared. Paint the picture for us. You, what do you, what do you, you playing a band? You playing a song during lunch or something? It's the filthiest I've been on stage. <laughs> okay. And yes, it was on top of a lunch table. Mm-hmm. And I had my my tambourine shaking hard, and I was like, <laughs> and I just kept screaming, "Can you feel it? Can you fucking feel it? Can you feel it, Jared? Can you feel it, Jared? Can Woo! you feel it?" All right. Take me home oh. tonight. And can the- everybody feel it? Get on your fucking feet for once in your fucking life. <laughs> I can fucking feel it right now. And they tossed me out, Jared. The principal's like, that's too much rocking. Yeah. Get out of here, Eddie. Yeah, buddy. they said, yeah, whatever you want. You're rocking too hard. Sure. And they tossed me out. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, well, yeah, well, thanks <laughs> for asking. You know what? Sounded sarcastic, but thanks. No, I was being sincere. I want to pivot over to a Rip Torn for just a moment. Well, hello again, So Jared. you were born in Temple, Temple, Texas in 1931. Yeah. Interesting fact about your family. Your father is credited with popularizing the custom of eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. Is that right? That's absolutely fucking true. My, okay. My dad actually found the band, the black, black-eyed peas. Your dad founded the band? And the black eyed peas. Yeah, he found them. He found them before me. Oh, and they were. And he told me he saw them. <laughs> he said, I'm he the first person. He let me know he saw the black eyed peas. So I he found them. Found them. I found the black eyed peas. They're yeah. right there. Uh, but I'm really curious how this happened. Like, was this a thing that your dad did? Like, he just ate a bunch of black eyed peas on New Year's Day, and then someone else was like, oh, hey, that seems cool. I'll do that. Or was he, like, specifically hired? To figure out a way to like promote black eyed peas or well no black eyed peas happen? was his ritual. Every time he had black eyed peas, it means he had sex with an animal the night before. What? He had sex with an animal. Okay. That was the way of quietly letting the family know. 
<laughs> quietly letting the family know. As though, I mean, there's like things that they have to do, Correct. you know, when he has sex with an animal. And so he's the black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else can sort of like, everyone knows to give him the room, give him space. He okay. needs to decompress from the. So then I guess he has. <laughs> I guess he has sex with some animal, which, first of all, I can't believe that you guys were okay with this. That's bananas. Oh, we weren't, but he's the man of the house, and you respect those rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's his uh, it's his roof, you know, as they say. It's his domain. In my roof. You, you follow my rules. So he's eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. I'm yeah. guessing New Year's Eve, he decided ah. a party with some kind of animal. Yeah, and that one was a rooster. Somebody sees this and is like, oh, what a fun thing to do on New Year's Day. I'm just yeah, gonna have sex with an animal. Give me some black-eyed peas. Wait, what? So what did they say is what well, I'm asking they were, Well, it was... It was did a, they know people that... People only talk about the black-eyed peas on New Year's Day part, but where I'm from in Temple, Texas, mm-hmm. there ain't a life lover that ain't... Fucking an animal gotcha. on New Year's Eve. So the world outside of Texas has translated that into you eat black-eyed peas. It's like Phil Collins. You want both <laughs> sides of the story. In Temple, Texas, it's specifically you have sex with an animal and then you eat black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. I'm not saying it's okay, but that's what people that's a tradition. Did. That's a tradition, yeah. Uh, now, bizarrely, I can't believe that this is a real fact. After high school, you majored in animal husbandry. Which is breeding farm animals, which I I mean, we just, all you deal can, with you trauma. You can major in that, Jared. Good God, <laughs> you know I'm not some fancy college boy, so I don't know that stuff. I went straight from high school to the fucking road, Jared, so I don't know any of that. <laughs> but you can major in hu- being a husband to animals. No, good in God Almighty, you know when are you going to be equal? And you can, about? When can you be a wife to an animal? It's That's br- when no, we're, when both things oh, are available. Animal husbandry is <laughs> yeah. is when you breed animals. When you it's marry like this, a goddamn dog, Jared. Marry is that a what it is? Fucking rooster. Are you paying for weddings for dogs, no, Jared? You and dogs. Mark, no. Mark, Jared, am I married now? Any money? No. First of all, people and second are of all, spending forty thousand dollars <laughs> a year to figure out how to marry a dog. Good God. That's what they teach in liberal arts college and sweet Jesus. And Riptorn, you should know that that's not what animal husbandry is. Well, that's what I wanted to learn how to do. <laughs> you went to school. You went to animal husbandry. So I could I'm, be a supportive partner to the animal of my choosing in life. But then you were so I'm surprised. I've rocked out multiple universities around this great country. <laughs> Orlando, Orlando, Flint, Michigan, Flint, Michigan, Anaheim, California. Anaheim, I rocked them all, Jared. No I rocked them series. all to death. But I've never, but never once did I meet a student who told me that I'm gonna go. I'm getting my PhD in how to marry a goddamn fucking cat, Jared. Well, That's sweet. disgusting. I would have been the first if they fucking baby. let me. Orlando, Florida. <laughs> okay, so, uh, all right. Animal husbandry is where you learn how to breed animals. Just want to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> I learned how to do that and not how to be a supportive partner, partner to the to your animal animals. of my choosing. Okay. I've had nine wives, Jared. Did you? All, how many all, of them were animals? All human. Oh, <laughs> that's very close minded. Two wives that were not dogs. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rip Torn, just wrapping this up really quickly. So you study animal, you study breeding farm animals. Uh-huh. Did you ever work in that field? I know that you, you went out to be an actor pretty young. Uh-huh. And you hitchhiked out to Hollywood to become an actor. Did you ever actually make any moves in the animal husbandry, farm animal breeding uh, career path? Did the, you actually put, uh, stick your toe in those waters? Uh, the moment I asked a farmer if the cow was interested in marrying me, I 
Found out some bad news. Uh, you found out what the actual job was. No, the cow was dying of cancer. Oh, I see. And that broke your heart, and you were like, well, life's too short. Life's too short. You gotta spend it doing what you love. I gotta go out there, and I gotta follow my dreams. Uh, let's go back over to uh, Eddie Money for just a moment. You gotta follow your dreams, Jared. You gotta follow, you you gotta gotta follow to. All three of us here. Jared, like are I you did. following your dreams right now? <laughs> I am following my dreams. Well, good my for dream, you. when I was Thank stealing you. Wall Street Boys pirate shirts and getting a uh, change <laughs> whipped at me as hard as I possibly could. My mm. dream is to be a rock god on the road, baby. And you know what? And you Orlando, succeeded. Florida. <laughs> Beautiful Anaheim, California. Flint, Michigan. And Flint, Mish. All right. If you, so, rock uh, them all. Eddie Money, you were originally <laughs> going to go into the police force. You were originally going to be a cop because your mm -hmm. grandfather was a cop, your father was a cop, your mm -hmm. brother, he was a cop. Poor cops. But you... It's a Long Island <laughs> Long stand. Long legs. Get on the road long and it's legs. time to rock. Yeah. <laughs> poor cops, long legs. Poor leg. cops, uh, uh. Long, long legs. legs, uh. Get on, on the, the road. road. It's time no. to serve some road justice. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was one of my uh, songs that didn't make it on any of my EPs or That's albums. A shame. That's a disgusting. Shame. And that was ah, the first song. That was the first song, song I wrote. It's really catchy. I'm still got it in my head. Yeah, uh, that's right. But now. Say it, say it to me. Say it back. Say it back. Say it back. Poor cops. Yeah. Long legs. Uh, get on the road. road. It's time to some road justice. Okay. You unfortunately had to leave. Poor cops. <laughs> Long legs. Get on the road. It's time to serve some road justice. Rock on, Jared. Rock on. Anaheim, California. The police would not allow you to grow your hair long, and so you Can left. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> I can't believe it. Can you fucking believe that I can't shit? believe it. Your dad and your brother were both cops. Did you ever talk to them about that? Like, can you believe they're not going to let me grow my hair long? Can you do something yeah. about this, dad? Talk to your talk yeah. to your superiors or something? Yeah. I, I said, get the hell back in that precinct and let them keep my luscious locks. How the hell am I supposed to serve street justice if no one thinks I'm hot or sexy or anything like that, dad? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't respect anyone that's not attractive. Yeah. And when your dad have said... You ever listened, have you ever listened to somebody who you found less attractive than you, Jared? Have I, I ever so. listened to somebody? Yeah. Like, taking yeah. advice? Yeah. No, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, I'm no, like, you can't. I'm not going to listen to this ugly fucking asshole. Yeah, it's, like the sound, it's like the sound of your dad eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want to hear it if you're not a beautiful person. Yeah. Uh, Plus, okay. I had just written the song, and I had long-ass legs, and so mm, it was, you know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so you, then you leave the police force because I guess your dad can't do anything about it. He couldn't do do, he couldn't do, do dick, Jerry. And, uh, I told him to get in that precinct and get my, get my locks approved by the state of New York. <laughs> And it got him fired, and he blamed Wait, it on he got me. Fired he too? Got, yeah, they kicked him out. They kicked out both of the fucking money boys. Yeah, he, <laughs> they fired him and my brother just to just to teach a lesson. Get a monies. Get out of here. That's, that's right. what the police. But that's okay you because I rocked that precinct as hard as I fucking could after I heard nice. about that Jared Rock. Yeah. Nice. I went. I went right in there, and I sat right on those lunch tables, and I said, "Can you feel it? <laughs> Can you feel it? Can Jared? you feel it? Can you feel New that, York? Jared?" But I wanted to ask you before we go to break. So you were in a band at the time, and they kicked you out of the band right. for being a cop, for rocking too hard. The, for rocking, and the Wikipedia says, "Jared, the man saying he rocked too hard." I just want to say the Wikipedia for says, too hard, "Do you not Jared. understand the words that come out of?" The money's mouth. I just want to be. I want to clarify. It's rocking my, too fucking hard. You're listening on. You, you can clarify the record hard. if you want. I just want to make sure that everybody I'm listening knows right now that the Wikipedia I'm says the record right now. <laughs> He's rocked. We have I'm to take a short break, but we will be right back with Eddie Money and Rip <laughs> <laughs> 
On Famous Dead People, stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are Academy Award-nominated actor and voiceover artist, famous for works such as The Larry Sanders Show and Defending Your Life, Rip Torn. I think Sally Field has a crush on me. And 27. That's from something. I gotta. I, I know that's from something. It's, that's in my brain now. No, it's and not. And 20th century American rock singer with 11 top 40 hits, including Two Tickets to Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight and Walk on Water, which we haven't heard anything about yet. Uh, Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. <laughs> we are still. for my mouth while I'm driving my El Camino. Let's go, Jared, baby. Rock on. Come on. Rock on, baby. Orlando okay. Studios, Florida. <laughs> so uh, let's go back over to Rip Torn for just a moment. Oh. I think Sally Field is a crush on me. That's from a movie, right? No. It's and from, if it I, is, it's a very subconscious bring. Oh God, uh, yeah, I, I've I've heard that before. That's so bonkers. But anyways, let's go. Um, let's go back over to Rip Torn for just a moment. Hello. Uh, so you joined the army after graduating. Yeah. Uh, you were eventually posted as a military police. You faced regular problems with your superior officers, though, on disciplinary grounds. And uh, this, I'm sure, is part of that hot temper of yours, you know, button heads with authority figures. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, my problem was is they were going light on us. They were they were going light on you. Not guys. enough push-ups, not enough repeating things, mm. not enough structure. So you would be like, hey, you Push know, me harder. Exactly. And they're like, well, we think you've had enough push-ups for today. Fuck you, Sergeant. I can take it. I can take it. These weak ones can't. I can take it. You watch your mouth, Private. You are I'll wash dangerous. my ass. I won't watch my mouth. Jared, do you not wash your ass? I, I wash my ass pretty That's regularly. good, because if you didn't wash your ass, I wouldn't respect you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that we I mean, clarified that. You it's gotta good. wash your ass, Jared. <laughs> you important. gotta wash your ass. Rock on. Especially when you're shaking it in front <laughs> of 30,000 strong you in gotta, Orlando, Florida. You gotta shake it for him, because it's a clean ass. I'll let anyone right. at home listening uh. right now. You message me that you, if you do not have a clean ass and give me an address, I will come there and beat the shit out of you. Rip Torn is gonna beat your ass if you do not wash it Type message pants. him but you do need to message, message me him. so i know that, that you have a dirty ass is that rip t at riptorn.com it's exactly at that? that and it's the same address at hotmail gotcha uh all right so it's eddie.money at gmail <laughs> if anybody wants to send me an email just make sure it's in rock font 
case. Eddie.money at gmail, baby. I'm pretty sure Let's rock go. font is just wing dings. Somebody that's already have, already just have. Just type in rock under the font. When you see the search, it should come up. Somebody that's already, what I do. Somebody already took uh, eddiemoney.com. You couldn't snag up that. Couldn't uh, snag it. Eddie.money at gmail, baby. Okay. Let's go. Uh, right. 30,000 strong, shaking it hard. <laughs> Rip Torn, you hitchhiked to Hollywood in the ah. 1950s to begin your career as an actor, expecting instant stardom. But you end up taking a bunch of random jobs instead to make ends meet. Now, uh, we know from Eddie Money's Wikipedia <laughs> that one of the jobs that you had early on was selling bell bottoms. <laughs> that was like one of your survival jobs before you you made it you, you made it in the music industry. That's right. But we don't have any of your random jobs on the Wikipedia ripton. We don't know what you did for money when you first came to Hollywood. That's because they're all crimes. Ooh, you were you were doing crimes yeah. to help pay the bills but while I, you're trying to make it in Hollywood. But I was picky with my crimes. I wouldn't do crimes for people that were weak. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's important to work for people who are strong, who know what they want. That's right. Who have a good foundation for their criminal enterprise that's right so you know how robin hood stole from the rich and gave to the needy yes, yes i stole from the needy and gave to the rich i think that's uh it just doesn't feel productive for society to do it that it way it was productive for my pockets also it's a lot harder to steal things from poor people because they don't have a lot well, easier to steal from the rich i <laughs> found them I took them to their roof, held them by their ankles, and mm. say, tell me where the things are. So you just robbed poor people, and so, that was how you made ends meet while you were still struggling as an Clarification. Actor. All right. I robbed weak people. <laughs> okay, so that is uh, people from every em economic strata. As long as they were weak. That's true. I would, if you were very wealthy, I respected the wealth. But if you didn't put your fists up, I would take it from you. I see. I took wrists off people. All right. Now, you do. I'm so happy you didn't uh, rob poor people in Long Island. <laughs> Because you would have shook the hell out of my bell bottoms, man. But you you would have come up uh, hungry, man. I only were, had about well, I stayed away. I only had about sixty five cents in me at, uh, at any given time, Jared. Rock on. Mm, I stayed away. I thought it was Strong Island, so I stayed away from the strong yeah, that's on right. Strong Island. He that's respected right. Long Island. Every boy on Strong Island's a cop. <laughs> that's true. My we friend Brendan Goggins' his brother is a cop. Everybody, everyone's a cop. In that's Long right. Island. They issue out guns at the hospitals. All the boys. What do you mean they issue? Oh, when they're born. When you have a boy. Yeah, it's a horrible sexist <laughs> island. I have. Let's go, baby. Rock. My friend Brendan Goggins has no disagreement on that whatsoever. I think that's the. Uh, I think it's the slogan for Long Island, right? It's mm -hmm. a. It's a sexist it's a island. Sexist <laughs> island. Uh, okay. Island. You have a strong island. Island. <laughs> uh, your first. You, you do get eventually get a break. Rip torn I in do. Hollywood. You know you get cast in the movie Baby Doll in 1956. I'm a baby doll. The only thing I know about this is that you played a part that was I think the dentist was your role in Baby Doll. Is that right? That's right. Tell us a little bit about that movie. What your role was. What the plot was. Well, in the casting audition, I punched out the catching director's teeth, so they gave Ooh. me the dentist role. <laughs> Whoa! Hello there. And did you say anything when you hit him? Like. I hope you have a good dentist. Pow. Right in the kisser. Is that how that... That's not how I'm imagining well, it Well, that's happened. what I thought in my mind. What I said was... Ah! So you punch the casting director in the mouth, and instead of kicking you out of the room, 
they instead go, well, you know what you should do. Well, actually, it sounded a knocked, lot. Well, actually, it sounded like because he has because I teeth. knocked out his fucking teeth, Jared. I'm really surprised that this worked out well for you that you punched him in the face and then i got moxie mm. and if you think i don't got moxie you don't know what moxie is casting director spits the blood out of his mouth and is like you You're know hired. what i like it i like you so many actors they come in here they kiss my fucking ass they 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 suck my dick and they're like oh please let me get a part guy oh no i want one so bad and you just came in here and you showed me your fucking balls, man. I'll tell you this. You don't get forgotten when you punch them in the teeth. Mm, excellent career advice for young actors. For all, for all those actors out there. Out if you're there. worried you're going on countless auditions. Everywhere. Make it no. Just go ahead and kick them right in the shins. Let's go uh, back over to Eddie Money for just a moment. Uh, so we talked a little bit about how you sold bell bottoms to uh, make ends meet. That's absolutely uh, right, Jared. So, now, I could, so I could fund my rock career. Were baby. you... Were were you working at like a clothing store or something, or were you? I was. I, well, I after I, I took my dad's cop car, so I was so I was selling bell bottoms out of my dad's cop car after I got him fired from the precinct, Jared. They let you keep the cop car <laughs> after he got. And so what I do is I'd go the- on the freeway and I'd I'd pull people over that were going the speed limit, and I'd do my little cop dance around their car, you know, like make a, them you know make them dance? nervous, and I go and I go, I see any bell bottoms in this car. <laughs> It might understand that you don't have any bell bottoms, and then they go, "Excuse me, officer, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a law." <laughs> and I go, "Well, statute of uh, whatever state I'm in mm-hmm. says that you have to have at least three bell bottoms in the car at any given time, or else that's, you know, that's a year and a half in county prison." Oh my god! And they go, "Excuse me, well, I'm so sorry, I didn't know the law." And I go, "Well, you know, I got some bell bottoms in my in my trunk. If you want to buy some, white." Pink, blue, whatever color you want, baby. And, and Let's go. People would buy, the and they'd buy them, and they'd buy them for hundred and fifty dollars each. Oh, and, wow. so, and this would work with an NYPD or Nassau County cop <laughs> car in other states. Well, you know, not a lot of people know there. this about me, but I'm also a graffiti artist, and so where, ah. so so whatever whatever state I'm in, I like to shuka 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 and just write whatever, uh, however I think the state spelled on the side of the car. <laughs> That really that really messes me up in Pennsylvania because I still know how to spell that state. That's Does anybody a, know how to spell Pennsylvania? I, mean, that's the, I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever thought Let's of in my life. Let's go outside and find someone who can spell Pennsylvania for yeah. us. So nobody no, nobody had a problem with that? They'll get a free bell bottom on me if they can spell Pennsylvania uh, with three tries. Because I don't think anybody can do it in three tries. If you can do it in three tries, I'll shake your hand. So I was like, I'm not sure if, I, uh, if that is a law or that even that you're a cop because you spelled Pennsylvania on your car with Without any Y's, and there's <laughs> well, at least one the thing, Y Jared, in Pennsylvania. Here's the thing: even people in Pennsylvania don't really know how to spell Pennsylvania. Oh, so, right. so 90% of the time, I'd get away with it. The other 10, I just hop right in that car and just <laughs> drive, drive, drive. On to the next one, Jared. Did you ever you know? see anybody writing down how you spell Pennsylvania? Like, oh, that's how you spell Pennsylvania. And well, you don't give them the time. You know, you, you just don't give them the time. You know, you flash the gun, or if they if they go, uh, I think there's a Y in Pennsylvania. I'm gone. Mm, then you're sort just of out. the dust version of me is is there. I'm, like, I'm already in the car. I've got two tickets to getting the fuck out of here. Two tickets to West Virginia, baby. Now, you did Easy start. One to spell. You did start to get. <laughs> Work as a singer in 1979. You sang on the Beautiful bridge. Beautiful year for rock. Oh, 1979 was great. 1979. Year for rock. Are you shitting me, Jared? That's one of the best years for rock I've ever heard in my life. Great year for rock. You like rock and roll from the 1979 rip tour? I like rock and roll. <laughs> 
1979, you sang on the bridge of a Kenny Loggins song. Fucking hate that called guy. I'm all right. Fucking hate that guy to hell. I dude. think it's so interesting that yeah. you have this relationship with Kenny Loggins and Kenny oh, Rogers. God, I'm, I'm all hot. My neck's well. hot. Yeah, your fucking neck's hot. Even just thinking about it. I don't know if you're saying you have welts on your like, neck right now. Good God, my fucking hair is Refresh drenched. my memory. What did my Kenny... long, luscious hair is drenched, Jared. Good God, I'm so Sweet hot and sweaty. Jesus, what did you it. do to this American fucking treasure? Just refresh my memory. Because I'm not so I, fucking I don't uncomfortable. What did Kenny Rogers do? Was he a musician also? Yes, a gambler. You gotta know when to show him. So there was a Kenny Rogers. show him and when to be a fucking horrible brother, Jared. <laughs> and a Kenny Loggins, right? That's the highway to the danger zone. Yeah, I'm yeah. all right from Caddyshack. I'm all right. Yeah. You were on the bridge, but to this day, Kenny Loggins refuses to give you credit for your contribution on yeah, that Yeah, and the money. I mean, and Jesus Christ. He knew, he knew I grew up dirt name. poor. He knew I grew up sucking rat dicks until I could have <laughs> the strength to go on stage. And this well, fucking asshole... My father asshole, sucked rat dicks, too. Yeah, he knew... I told him that. I told him that as, as my brother, I told him that I sucked rat dicks. And, and <laughs> You gotta eat the black-eyed peas after and when I, I'm And from. when I do the, the bridge song, I go, this is great, Kenny, we're gonna split this thing. Million down the middle. This is great. Maybe I can afford some of my fucking kids that I've gotten up till now. How many kids you have? Twelve. And so he and so he looks me in the eyes and shakes my hand. He goes, hey, you're my brother. And if you know what, because I know you grew up sucking rat dicks and I grew up uh, winning uh, casino gambling my entire life. <laughs> Guess what? The whole million goes to you. The whole bridge million goes to you. Kenny Loggins was going to give you That's all right. the money from the song I'm Alright from the movie Caddyshack. That's right. That's wow. right. And he looked me in the eyes and he said that. He even took off his gambler uh, sunglasses <laughs> and told me that. Loggins Which, took off the shame. And when he takes off the gambling sunglasses, you know, that's that's a blood brother oath. Yeah, Jared, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever given you a blood brother oath before. No, I've never gotten one of those before. But that's I'm, what it looks like. I've unintentionally given a lot of people blood brother oaths. When you take off your gambling glasses? <laughs> no, I just cut their hands and shake them with my bloody hand. Oh, that's I right. See. You find a sharp stone or something like that on the ground, Jared? Mm -hmm. you, ever see, you ever feel a sharp stone? Jared, <laughs> it's not a rip-torn conversation <laughs> until I draw a third blood. Any money, did you ask me if I've ever felt a sharp stone. Uh, of course, I felt a sharp stone in my life. Jared, have you ever okay. felt a soft stone? Of course. Get the fuck out of There's here. There's soft stones. They're okay. The smooth edges that you use for skipping. Talk you know? to me when uh, you have a sharp stone. Down by the How lake. How many skips you got in your life, Jared? <laughs> How many skips across the river? Have you skipped uh, a stone? Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I want to guess. I'm gonna say like. No, 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 no. I want to guess. Jesus Christ! I said I wanted to guess. He wanted to guess. Do you not hear the words in his mouth? <laughs> Two That's skips a with a soft rock. That's my guess. No, I've had like nine or ten skips. At nine, or nine or ten. ten. Well, let's stop bragging about our dick sizes then, all you right? get a good angle on it, you can get a lot of skips on a rock. How the hell you did know? you get nine or ten skips gotta, on a stone, You gotta Jared. get a good angle on it. You gotta get nice and... Are nice you and doping? Parallel with... Am I doping? Are you doping no, for them? Definitely not. I doped. Uh, you doped? Yeah. You on the steroids. road, you gotta dope on the road. You, you gotta steroids? dope on the if road. If I'm shaking it for 30,000 strong <laughs> in Anaheim, California, yeah, you gotta dope, man. You don't give Anaheim less than doping. Yeah. Can you, can you Tight name, leather pants. Can you name sticking out? some cities Clean where ass. you have performed for... Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Flint, Michigan, Michigan. And beautiful. And I'm California. And I'm California. Let me get. Let me say. I'd say about Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Flint, Michigan, and I'm California. Those are the uh, ones that stick out. Those, those are, are clean asshole cities, as far as I'm concerned. Those, if was that, uh, is that the cities you wanted? Yeah, those are the cities I was looking for. Yeah. If you're just joining us, this is uh, famous to people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are. 
20th century American rock singer behind such hits as Two Tickets to Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight and Walk on Water with You, Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. And Academy Award nominated actor and voiceover artist Rip Torn. There's blood in my piss and piss in my blood. Okay, so uh, I got to find out the end of the story, Eddie Money. We keep on getting sidetracked. Kate Loggins said baby. Huh? he was going to give you all the money for I'm All Right, and then he reneged on you. That's right. And then when I went to the bank, I said, I went to the bank and I said, hey, uh, Kenny Rogers said, he's where's my bridge Kenny, money? Kenny Get, Loggins. Kenny, wait, Kenny <laughs> Loggins? No. No. You can't fuck up no. your Kenny. You just can't fuck up your Kenny. No. Oh, God, I owe him an apology. Wait a minute. Oh, God. So you went to the bank and you said, Oh, God. I'm supposed to have some money here from Kenny Rogers. And they said, We don't I have said, anything. I said, you- That asshole Kenny Rogers owes me a million dollars. And Where the goddamn it? bank teller didn't stop to say, Are you sure you don't mean Kenny Loggins? Because we have oh money here God. for you from Kenny Loggins. We shouldn't even disclose that, but this feels like oh, such a layoff. No. It's so. Oh, no. This is horrible. <laughs> Oh, I'm so embarrassed. The things I've done to so that the man. Teller, the teller the never even said if you just if you just change just just change the last name. If you just tell us the other Kenny, oh. we can give you your money, Eddie Money. Oh God, I said give me Eddie's money. I want it now. <laughs> it's Kenny Rogers' million dollars, oh my God. and they kicked me out because I was rocking too hard. After they wouldn't give me the money, man, you gotta. Oh God, I just uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 I put a world of hurt on Kenny Loggins for that. <laughs> You just goes to show oh. you, you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to <laughs> you fold gotta them. know when to fold them. And you ever count your living? money when you're sitting at the table. I think you need to uh, I think what? you need to call him and, and give him an apology. Oh god, it's, you owe no, Kenny the, Loggins. The things I've done to Kenny Loggins are unforgivable, Jerry. Even Loggins. if it was a misunderstanding. That guy needs so many apologies for oh, so many people. Oh god, no. <laughs> Let's go back over to Rip Torn for just a moment. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so in 1968, you went on the Dick Cavett show uh-huh. and you spoke out against the war in Vietnam. I did. Later, someone fired a bullet into your window at home. The Wikipedia says that this person shot into your window because of what you said about the Vietnam War. But the thing is, like, we don't have any information on the Wikipedia. It doesn't mention anything about a motive, doesn't say if the guy was caught or anything. Can you tell us exactly what happened that night and how we know that he shot through your window because of what you said on the Dick Cavett show. Well, I can assure you that bullet's currently lodged in the skeleton of that dead man. I see. So you, the bullet comes through the, the window. Uh-huh. W- where does it land? Does it in His the wall? asshole, eventually. <laughs> where does it immediately land, Rip Torrent? But it landed feet away from my forehead. I launched it out of the drywall. I saw the mark. I chased the car down the street. I waited because I'm patient when I need to be. What do you mean you waited? I found where he lived, and I waited. Oh, so you stalked him. You didn't, like, stop him as he was driving away. No, no, I gave it time. So Mm. over the next month, I would quietly, Shawshank Redemption-style, burrow underneath his main floor toilet. And then I eventually drilled a little hole in his toilet. And when it was time for him to take a shit, I fired the gun with the same bullet he lodged at me right into his asshole. Wow, that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I don't know a lot about guns and bullets, but from what I understand, like, you can't like I see re- where you're going. I recast it. Fire I, a bullet. I recast it with the same metal. Same metal. You re- you made a new bullet with the same metal. Yes. You you go in there. You shoot the bullet into his asshole. I do. Okay. That's what happened to that guy. And based on what I know about your hot temper, it makes perfect sense. Here's my question: How do we know still that the reason why he did that is because of what you said on the Dick Cavett show about Vietnam? 
Uh, did you see something in his home? Did he say anything when he shot the? Is he, did he leave a note or something? Like, how do we know that? Well, I understand. There's a lot of speculation. However, I will throw out there on the fellow's front lawn was a big sign that said, "I love Vietnam War and I hate Rip Torn." <laughs> Okay, and I hate Rip Torn for what he said about it. Yeah, makes right on his front sense. Sense. So I'm not one makes to put, sense. I'm not one to assume. Makes perfect I'm, sense. I'm not a fucker that assumes. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> your uh, other famous on-set fight. You were doing an underground film with Norman Mailer called Maidenhead, mm-hmm. where seemingly out of nowhere, uh, I keep telling you, you I hit love these details. Norman Mailer over the head with a hammer. Just the fight ensues. He bites a chunk out of your ear. The two of you wrestle and you fight for a bit. Yeah. The very real yeah. fight is in the movie. They uh-huh. put it in the movie and they just by, by saying that your character was trying to assassinate Mailer's character. But everybody on set knew that it was a real fight. Some people say that you were mad at him for adding a brothel scene to the script. Can you tell us the if that's the real origin of this fight between you and Norman Mailer on this uh, on this film set everything has a ground of truth to it okay. don't it yeah. but more than anything else i uh, he was hungry for ears <laughs> so he was just trying to get he was hungry for the whole time on set he was saying some of that sweet oh, hi ear. there rip can i get a bite of that tasty ear and mm. i naturally protested that so i fucked him up so you see, so you fucking smacked him over the head with a hammer. Yes, and it's only because I didn't have an envelope or stapler or something more mailer related. You desperately wanted to do something oh, that had to do with his I'm name. I'm all for justice, Jared. I'm all for justice. I'm all for cops, so, yeah. long legs, <laughs> and songs for justice. Poor cops, <laughs> long legs. Gotta uh, get on the road and serve some road justice. <laughs> So As I try to serve my own road True to poor cups and long legs, Jared. As when it was written. Uh, so, yeah. So there's this fight. You're staying around. You're doing this thing with Norman Mailer. Mailer says, hey, can I bite some of your ear? You say, hell no. And you're so mad at the request that you hit him over the head with a hammer. Yeah. But you desperately wanted to do something. I was missing a knife that day, so uh-huh. I had a hammer in my back pocket. How much better would it have been if you had like a big like well, I'll post office thing? You know, like the 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 big post office. What well, do you call them? Um, now that I remember calling things? it, I'm remembering I was trying. I was going to put that in my asshole and thought a hammer was more doable. Mm. Okay, I, that makes sense. I used a little baby hammer. <laughs> A little baby hammer that doesn't go too far. There is one you more. You can't go too far, Jared. There's one more incident Trust me, baby. that I want to keep that asshole clean if it's torn wide open. Ooh, Shaking if it's, it hard. If it's ripped, if it's torn, ripped torn right open. Right open. Uh, there's one more incident that I want to ask you about from later in your life. But before we get to that, I want to ask another couple questions to Eddie Money. Hit me, Jared, baby, rock on. Hit him with their best shot. 1980, you had a bit of a health scare. You overdosed Uh-oh. on synthetic barbiturates that you mistook for cocaine. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, everybody was doing it. Me, Kenny, everybody was doing it. Which, you know? Ken, which Kenny? Uh, it, it has to be the one that he wasn't cocaine, bad at. You know, when I'm, when I'm on the road rocking hard, you know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, let me get this straight. I'm supposed to rock hard at, in Orlando studio, Anaheim, Flint, Michigan. I'm supposed to shake it in front of 30,000 30, strong. <laughs> I'm supposed to shake it in front of 30,000 strong. I'm supposed to rock out. And and I'm supposed to keep tabs of what's cocaine and what's not cocaine. You know, Jared, where do you get off on this fella? He's working his tail off, his very clean asshole off. 
Yeah. Okay. This is why the label pays cocaine people to keep the shit in order so All that right, I can anybody. rock hard. Have you had a fucking coffee before? Because that's thing. our coffee. As I understand it, cocaine and barbiturates have vastly different effects on the human body. Okay, well, not my problem. <laughs> my problem is to rock hard, dope, right? Fucking rocking jams, yeah. jamborees. At what point did Dirty you strong. realize that what you had ingested was not cocaine, but huh? instead was barbiturates? Huh? I'm assuming that you're barbiturates? like, what are you doing? You're doing lines, right? I'm always doing lines, You're doing Jared. lines. I'm always doing lines, Jared. You take a line. I take it? a line, I give a line. That's my, that's, that's my road <laughs> motto. That's, that's my motto. That's what you want to be treated. Would that's, you say that's, that's your road I, rule? That's what I spray painted on my rock uh, bus, touring bus. Anybody, would you give a line? <laughs> You take a line. Eddie, would you say that was one of your road rules? That was one of my road rules. Did you have a lot of that road rules? One, that was one of my real world road rules challenges. <laughs> is yeah. is take a line and give a line, baby. So, I think Abe and Coral also anybody, has the same model. That's right. Anybody Spike, had a lot. I think it was in there. <laughs> anybody um, had a lot of road rules. Because this is the real world. This is the real right? world. And we need and road, these road rules. rules. <laughs> we need road rules. If we're going to survive in the real world, we need some road rules. And I'll tell you, my first, yeah. the second time around, it's an inferno. So, yeah. yeah. That's you right. do you do one line. It's, it's synthetic barbiturates. It's not cocaine. I do one line. Do you not notice that it has the uh, not the same effect as cocaine would on you? The thing is, Jared, I'm doping every goddamn day because mm. at this time, you know, I'm I think I'm the number one rock rock boy on the goddamn fucking earth. Probably. Okay? I mean, rock and boy. the thing I don't is, have the, stats the thing on is, that, Jared, I probably. just don't have enough time. I wake up on the bus. <laughs> I push over some Dallas Cowboy uh, cheerleaders. And then I put on some uh, leather pants. I get on stage. I shake it for 30 strong. I get back on the bus and I dope out. Give a line, take a line. Give okay? a line, take a and line. Then that's, and then that's that's my day every single day for, th for you know, up from the 80s up until today, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. but it was, of course, you know, way more back then. But, you know. I'm not saying, I'm not you saying know, that you're to be faulted for this. I was just curious so, about what the story so was. So who really knows what cocaine's supposed to feel like? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it feels like speed. Sometimes it feels like ayahuasca. Sometimes you mm -hmm. see stuff. Sometimes you just fucking rock hard and twist your fucking caboose harder <laughs> in front of the fucking students of University of Orlando Studios, Florida. You know, nobody really knows. The scientists don't know. Oh man, they've never been able to articulate what cocaine beautiful feels city like. of Orlando Studios, Florida. Uh, we are quickly running out of time here on Famous Dead People, so I have. Uh -oh. I want to get to this one last incident from Rip Torn's life. So you had a bit of a drinking problem in your life, Rip Torn. Uh, in 2010, you were arrested for breaking into a bank in the middle of the night. And passing out on the floor, you had a loaded gun in your pocket. Yeah, your well, lawyers it was better than where it started. Your lawyers said that okay. you thought it was your house, and that's why you broke into it. But I don't think that explains why you had a loaded gun in your pocket, and also. Are you like, telling me you don't have a loaded gun in your house? I don't have a loaded. Well, I don't have a loaded gun in my house. That's oh, true. Well, I'll tell you something. Anywhere feels like home when you have a loaded gun on it's you. Like, if you have, oh, okay, so you were you would keep a loaded gun with you so that anywhere felt like home. Correct. All right, that makes a lot more sense to me. But did your house really look that much like the bank that you broke into? Were they even close together? You can look this up. Online, and mm -hmm. I guarantee you, my home's interior will look exactly like a bank. Interesting. There's so, a bank safe. There's a bank office. There's a teller, and it's got the uh, it's got a little overhang where you can drive. You can do the drive-through ATM thing. Right, right. Well. We have a canister tube in my house in Santa Monica. So you are maintaining that this is that this story is true. You got drunk. You thought this was your home. You broke in. 
and you just happen to have a gun with you because you want to feel comfortable I want to feel wherever home. you are. Of course, and I want to feel like fucking home. And at no point did you think, like, it's weird that none of my things are in this house. All it's my weird that stuff my keys looks not exactly working. like a bank interior. Mm-hmm. I and have a little jar of lollipops. Do you have door a sign on your home? Mine that- says, Commerce Bank. <laughs> <laughs> now defunct in TD Bank, but at the time it was Commerce Bank. All right. Well, that is... I hope that checks out. I am surprised that that story is true, but uh, I guess I got to take your Sometimes word for it. Sometimes I like it. to go down there and try out the Penny Arcade, Jared. Oh, oh yeah, you like the Penny Arcade? <laughs> you, ever guess, you ever guess right on the Penny Arcade? Uh, they, yeah, I got, I got close enough to get like a little change holder. You yeah, know, that's exactly nice. why in my home I have a several dozen change holders for any time last, someone got my Penny Arcade right. Last question, Eddie Money. <laughs> I understand <laughs> you wrote the theme <laughs> music to <laughs> Quack Pack. Quack Pack, baby, yeah. Uh, I guess that was an animated show. Is that right? Quack, quack, yeah, it's the Quack Pack. We only got thirty seconds left. Duckwing Duck. Yeah, sure, I'll sing it. Sing us Quack Quack, long legs, (laughs) the sexiest duck serving duck justice. Quack Quack. Long legs. Sexiest duck serving duck justice. Oh, that is incredible. So I remember that now. So that's a cup of. Uh, sorry, I'm fine. I'm doped now. <laughs> that sorry. is. All the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People, I would like to thank my guests, Rip Torn and Eddie Muddy, for joining me in the studio today. Last question. Do either of you have any comedy shows or podcasts or comedians that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, Rip Torn, anything you want to tell people about? I'm a fan of this Brendan Goggins comedian, and he performs with his sketch team Newport once a month at the Magnet Theater. Wonderful. Check that out. And uh, Eddie Money, anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, fantastic. So you got to check out this absolute fucking psychopath, John Trowbridge in New York. York. He's been going around doing stand-up as the Joker from the new Joker movie. Has that he? sounds like a has he really? It's only been crushing with comedians, not <laughs> audiences. But he's been doing. Uh, he'll do. Uh, he on. Uh, let's see. October. Uh, October twenty. Uh, let's see. Twenty uh, on October thirtieth. He's going to be doing uh, a show at the Bell House called The Lesbian Agenda. And then uh, at the end of the month, he's going to be doing a show called First Impressions. It's a 90s character dating show with uh, Parna Nanshiara at uh, Union Hall. So check it out, Jared. Check Rock out on. those shows. Uh, you can Rock check out all my stuff on. at uh, jaredberenstein.com. Ah. Buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. If you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are up there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. we got new videos coming out every Tuesday. That also goes up on my Instagram and Facebook fan page. And uh, check out my tour schedule. I'm hitting the road again soon. JarrettBranson.com slash calendar. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email it to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Two jabrones. Two jabrones. Two jabrones jabrones on the phone. So far, there's two jabrones in the room. (laughs) Let's see if there's any more. More may show up. I bet. All right. Phones are off. Oh, shit. Backup recorder. Forgot about that. Three jabrones. (laughs) And the newest jabrone shows his face. Well, it's about fucking time. (laughs) The jabroner has become the jabroni. (laughs) All right. Hello, this is Jarrett, doing a pretty good job. Everybody loves the show. Everybody's jealous of how great it is. And these levels are fucking dope. And these levels are fucking dope. 
And these levels are fucking dope. I hope you guys, you guys have written your mic check song already, right? That's the most important part. 